All right, welcome to the newest episode of the top four. We are definitely excited because the Premier League is less than, what, seven days away, right? Or Exactly seven days. Yeah, so one week away. So we are definitely going to be focusing the majority of this podcast on the Premier League, mainly because it's what we know best. Um, we'll be able to have a little bit more in-depth commentary, and I just got to say as an actual human being who follows the Premier League and someone who's been on a podcast trying to talk about things in the soccer world hasn't been going um this is i'm just excited to get back into it uh, how about you guys how about you garbs really fired up like not only that we have stuff to talk about on the pod but just like to fill your day to day it's so much better than reading the same transfer rumors over and over actually having video of arsenal today to be able to watch you know to make fun of what about you ted are you excited to finally be able to uh watch your open bus parade through liverpool it would be nice to have one social social distance of course yeah it would be uh it would be nice for that eventuality obviously uh a couple a couple more games to get through before that's uh, a sure thing but um yeah i think having it back is uh is good i think the bundesliga did a good job of just uh you know, wetting the lips a little bit and getting us back in the swing of things. But um, I think as uh, everyone kind of confirmed last week, thoughts of that are finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try to stick with, with Gladbach, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Mr. Lewis will be bringing us also in the second half of the show um, a UN men's national team update. We're going to kind of keep a feature of that going around Europe for sure. Uh, I know, well, Lewis, I'll let you just kind of give you a quick overview of that before that. we get in depth in that later, but um, go ahead. Oh, just on what the segment's going to be? Yeah, for sure. Sure, yeah. So I'm just going to grab, uh, say, around six players each week uh, and go over what they did the last game, player rating stats, uh, that kind of thing, just so we can kind of keep track of how they're doing between U.S. men's national team games. Gotcha. That's going to be awesome. I'm actually excited because... I've kind of taken a big disinterest in what the U.S. men's national team has been doing lately, just because of obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Um, so at least we'll have some stuff to to look at. And I feel like specifically coming through right now, I've got some good young talent um, coming through. So anyway, we're going to talk about um, a couple topics. We're going to try not to get too in-depth on the our own four teams, mainly because I feel like we've talked about them quite a bit in the past couple pods. Um we will have a couple segments around them, and I'm sure at some point we'll kind of segue into there. But originally, we're going to just talk first off about the two players we're excited to watch that aren't from our teams. And I'll just quickly remind everyone that uh, me, Sisson, is Arsenal fan, Lewis as well, Garbs City, Manchester City fan, and Big Ted is a Liverpool fan. So we have all cheering against them, even though they've pretty much got this game wrapped or this league wrapped up. Um, so let's start with you, Ted. Uh, what are the two players you're most excited to watch, not from Liverpool? I've gone at this from a somewhat different angle. Um, okay. I've, I've gone from it as two players that I believe are integral to their team's success. And I am impressed, as, well, interested to see whether they can... Uh, keep it up with the with the lull in between games as well as kind of now the the microscope that's on these games now coming in to the end of it. So uh we've gone from United. We've gone to see if uh Mr. Fernandez, old Bruno, has uh still kept that rabbit's foot lodged inside of him or yeah. whether or whether yep. whether he's lost it over over time. Um because he was definitely a catalyst for some of the things they were doing creatively, set piece definitely. But um, he's given something different in the attacking third that I didn't I felt they were lacking prior when they were playing. You know, the McTominay, you know Pereira from time to time, Fred. It was all very similar, and he has brought something a little bit, a uh, little bit different to proceedings. So I think he's going to be important to watch to see whether he uh, he picks off in the same hot vein of form he was in before. Um, yeah, and- just to uh, just to just to interject real quick, I think one me I'm going to go last in this segment. I'm pretty sure all my players are going to be picked at this point. But um, 
I would say that with regards to Fernandez, we all, as soon as he played like two matches, we were like really upset that United signed him because he actually does live up to the billing for sure. So, especially for uh, me, it, looks he's, at, it, it, was an, it was another one that Klopp was rumored to be on the on the hot list and then it kind of just disappeared. So, yeah, I'm, <clears> I'm hoping he, uh, he fails here, but uh, I'm afraid he won't. Yeah, especially with, with regards to their last big money signing so far. I mean, you think Maguire, Pogba, a couple others. They haven't really lived up to the hype. But, yeah, Fernandez actually looks the real deal. So, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Just sorry to get on there. But what's your second one? Second one, similar similar vein, is uh, James Madison from City. Leicester City. Yeah, Leicester City. I think he's got to uh, – he's integral to them staying top four. I mean, they're kind of eight points clear of United, but – they're definitely a team that I think gets in a good, uh, a good run of form, um, and obviously that's been taken away by the break. So um, he's kind of again a little bit different to everybody else in the group. He's kind of the, the the link between kind of that sitting kind of deep and unlocking a pass. Obviously set piece again. I think they both have similar roles for the clubs, but I think uh, perhaps Madison is in a bit more pressure because uh, they are sitting in third at the moment with. The newly free spending Chelsea kind of biting at the the heels a little bit. Uh, although the signings won't be there for Chelsea, though at least there's a lot of uh, positive vibes going through Chelsea to kind of nip at the heels a bit. So that, those would be the two that I'm I'm excited and interested to see how they how they plan out. Good stuff, um, Lewis. What do you got? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm going with Phil Foden from Manchester City. I mean, he doesn't get to play a lot, but. Um... He's been successful at every level for club and uh, country. I think the talent is huge. Um, just a matter of Pep wants to play him or run him off, like a lot of the young players he has. Um, hey. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. second, I'm going to go with uh, Traore from, from Wolves. Um, he's always fun to watch, and he's just a freak athlete um, and just can dominate games anytime he wants it seems like and then Liverpool coming in for him supposedly it'll be interesting to see if he turns it up a little bit more uh, to try and get that big payday um, so those are the two I'm going with yeah like I said I'm pretty sure I picked six players and said <laughs> neither is going to happen but I've already got two knocked off trailer infinite I think trailer definitely top of the list for me just because I want to see like with the Liverpool rumor that would be interesting. But um, go ahead, Garbs. What do you got, big guy? All right, I'll go first. Pulisic, have to. Um, I think, like, following with what Ted was saying, Chelsea look like they're going to buy everybody that exists this summer. And I think this will be a really important few games for him to coming off injury, but also – He's he's got to show him show his worth and show show what he can do in these games. So it's I feel like it's high pressure game for him anytime he gets any minutes, um, because at the end of this year he could be looking to get out of Chelsea if they bring in a couple more people around where he plays. So I think it's a really important important few months for him. Um, he was lighting it up before he got hurt, so I hope he gets some chances and and does well for himself because I I like the kid. And second, I'm going to pick a group favorite um, team in the relegation battle, one that I predicted to go down, but I, I got to put Troy Deeney on my list. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they're if it's looking hairy for them, you can just see, I mean, what type of guy he is, and it's always entertaining. It's an interesting dynamic for them with him because he's been one of the most outspoken about not wanting to come back. And to be fair, his kid has breathing issues. So that's, you know, that, that is a very legitimate reason there. He's back now, but I almost think if it gets really, uh, his character probably won't allow it, but I could also see a situation where if it gets like pretty clear that they're going to go down, he might just like, I don't know. What's the phrase? Um, Check out maybe I don't know. That's just I could see that maybe happening, but I don't know. I mean, either even if they do get, go down, I believe I think he would probably move to a, bit, a Premier League club. But again, he's a big Watford guy, so maybe not. I don't know. What do you all think, Deeney? I don't, yeah, yeah. Deeney. I, no, I think he's 
he's at, he's in the twilight, and you know, so I mean, he's going to be in a position where I think he he made his opinions clear, and I think I respect him for the reasons why he did. Um, you know, and I think now that he's the testing is in, I think we had another what zero positive test last what second but last one, and this last one there was one. So I mean. You know, it's the testing has proven what we kind of hypothesized that it's the safest work environment, I believe, in the world right now. Um, you know, so I think it's one of those where he's he's competitive, he's in the twilight of his career, he's not going to down tools. I can't see it happening, I just don't think it's in his DNA. Yep, gotcha. All right, so my two players, um, you guys did take three of them, but um, I'm gonna go kind of along the lines of what Ted was saying with Lester. Um, so I'm going to go Wilfred Ndidi and uh, Kaglar Sayunchu. Or I, I'm probably butchering his last name, Sayunchu. Anyway, they're kind of like the spine of Lester. I'm really interested to see, also we'll talk about later, like where this team goes in the next nine games, mainly because they are in third place. And I heard someone on another podcast say that they think Leicester's pretty much guaranteed Champions League spot, and I'm Oof. still not. Ex- I'm not I'm there still at not, all. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm not sure about that, so I'm really interested to see how they kind of respond to this because, like you said, Chelsea are right there. United, Tottenham, Sheffield are all Wolves are all kind of fighting in that situation, and I think like two or three games, easy bad form, and yep. they could they could easily fall into out of the Champions League spot. Um, depending on what happens with City. Um, but, yeah, so I'm really interested in And I think uh, Sayunchu specifically has been probably one of the most underrated center backs this league this season. Um, he's been – he's had a couple, one or two high-profile areas, but he's been pretty much for overall really, really solid in that back line. And, and Didi is kind of like their midfield – I'm not sure if you want to say enforcer, but he, he runs around quite a bit and covers a lot of ground. Kind of did a he's done a pretty decent job covering from after Conte's left. So that's where I'm at with those two guys. Um and I think it'll be really interesting to see how Lester responds in the last nine games and see if they can get it over the line. Have you seen the have you seen, if they do? Have you seen their uh, fixtures? I have I no, I've not. Oof. I'm just like literally go ahead. Oof. Uh they've got to I think their first three games are absolutely crucial. Because they go Watford on the 20th, Brighton, Everton. Chelsea. You know, they win those three. You know, they're probably in a, in a decent place. But then, to finish it off, Palace, who can always pull one off on you, can't they, Garbs? And Liverpool. <laughs> yep. Um, you missed... Dude, well, hold on, hold on. You missed... It's actually Watford, Leicester and Chelsea, mm-hmm. the first three. So you skip. So like that's a big yeah. So the so they play they play with Chelsea. Chelsea's on the FA Cup. Have they moved that? They, yeah, it's a cup game. Oh, is that? Is yeah. that? Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm on oh, I'm sorry. on I'm, cool. I'm on Premier League.com. I hope they haven't <laughs> stitched me up in my research here. No, I, I, I just I just I just Google, I just yeah I just googled the damn t- fixture list and it doesn't it doesn't really show which one is which competition. So so if they win those three and they go nine you know nine points there nine for nine. You know, I think that puts them in a really good place. Because then after that, it's Palace, which is never an easy one. And then to finish it off, they're going to have Arsenal at the Emirates. Bournemouth at Bournemouth, who are going to probably be fighting for survival. Sheffield United, Spurs, mm-hmm. and they finish the year with Man United. So that's the last three games are almost they're six-pointers for that Champions League spot, for sure. Yeah, so I think it's uh, the first three. They go nine for nine on the first one. You know, I think that puts them... 60, you know, 62 points. They get another four or five off the last ones. They get yeah, to 67 points. I can't see them not not being top four, but who knows? Yeah, it's a really, really good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not convinced, but I think they're it's a little bit squeaky bum time for them at this point because they've been, like you said, they're in a good round, uh, good run of form, but it's really going to get tight here at the end here. Um, all right, so secondary, uh, second question is, what is the one player from your specific team um, that you're excited to watch? I'm going to start with uh, Lewis okay. on this one. I think probably most people <clears throat> would guess my answer would be Gabby Martinelli, but I'm actually going with some, someone who I think is a little bit forgotten and that people think he's older than he is. Um, I'm going to go with Reese Nelson. Uh, only 20 years old, 
uh, growing up, it was always kind of neck and neck with Jaden Sancho in terms of talent and what people thought he would do. Uh, and Artesis talked him up big time. And then in the friendlies recently, doesn't mean much, but he was actually starting over Pepe uh, in a couple of them. So I think uh, Mikel trusts him. And I think he'll get to play, uh, you know, significant time here in the last, whatever it is, eight, eight or nine games. So I'm going to go with Nelson. We're already finished with the Bundesliga. Though. Yeah, we're finished with the Bundesliga, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they've said he's actually come yeah. back beefed up too. So interested to see where he, he goes. Um, all right, Garbs, who's your city player to watch? It's... It's got to be De Bruyne just because of the assist record for me. He's he's on seven. Well, he's 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 too fat <laughs> to actually play right now. So <laughs> no, I no. Photoshop. No, no, no. Um, I saw that picture too. It, it was it was a bad angle. You got to admit. Um, <laughs> no, he's on seventeen assists. Um, going for the assist record and plus. Every time I watch City, it's hard to kind of take your eyes off him. It's kind of where my eyes go the, the majority of the time anyway. But Lewis took my pick before. I, I would say Foden, too, is the same for me. Kind of those those two. I hope Foden gets games um, because I do want him to stay at the club. Homegrown kid like that from, from the town who bleeds City. Like, it's important to have him. So I, I hope he gets games. When is his contract up, Foden's? That's a good question. I'll let you do a little research. Yep. Do you think? Do you think he? Um, so do you? Okay, with regards to De Bruyne, so nine games left, seventeen. The assist record is twenty-one, I believe. And if anyone actually knows who holds it, I will give you a virtual hug or high five. Thierry mm-hmm. Henry. That's right, baby. Um, do you think he gets it with nine games left? I think. I games? think he. I mean, his production this year would say yes. So I, I think he can. But, I mean, a lot of that comes down to luck, too, a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's weird to me because Ozil was, like, at 15, like, real – almost, like, in February in a regular season. And then we went on a run of, like, 10 games where Giroud couldn't score a freaking goal to save his life. And I think there's a game against Bournemouth where he probably could have had five assists and actually just sewed it up then. So, yeah, definitely – Definitely depends on yep. luck, but I think you I think you get the forwards and wingers to to help him out for sure. So. Yeah, and going on Foden okay. Foden contract is until two thousand twenty four. Okay, so he's locked down. Yeah, at least if he does go, you'll probably command a pretty decent price for him, but hopefully not. Um, Mr. Ted, what do you got? Pretty predictable one. I think we're going to see for the first time in a long time a fresh. Roberto Firmino because he plays so many minutes he's responsible for so much of the the pressing and has the first kind of movements for the press and the repress that I think he could be one that comes out of the lockdown and the quarantine with a you know a new lease on life so I think he's probably gonna have a bit more about him than he normally does because you know he's normally playing 90 minutes a game you know two and a half times a week so he's the one for me that's a good. That's a good take. I think the South Americans are probably all breathing a sigh of relief right now because, for the most part, I feel like the last few years with the Copa America just being played whenever, yeah, randomly. Like they've all, they've yeah, like they just basically have it every year now. It feels like if they, any team, any player for a decent South American team has literally played year round and never had any time off, and then add travel on top of it. It's. I remember when Alexis was at Arsenal. Like I feel like for six years in a row, he never really had a day off. So. I'm sure they're they're definitely at least enjoying this somewhat in terms of like rest time. So I'm gonna go. Man, I had a I had like six ones in. Lewis, you actually didn't take any of mine. I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna go Tierney. Um, just because he's actually healthy again. I'm, I'll probably jinx him and I'll probably pull a Hammy in the first game or whatever if he even plays, but. I'm interested to see how that works because I'm interested to see how that affects Bukayo Saka moving forward up the pitch. I think Lewis and I have talked about how we can definitely see Saka being a pretty good left winger, and that's probably his natural position, um, and he just seems like a natural athlete. So Tierney being – and Tierney, by all accounts purposes, was a 
really great left back at Celtic. So, and an athlete as well. So I think they could really develop a pretty good um, partnership moving forward, which we might need to, because I'm sure if Abo or Laka goes, we're definitely going to, they're definitely have chances, especially Saka to move forward. So that's kind of my, I kind of use tyranny to talk about Saka. So anyway, that's, that's my, <laughs> that's my answer. Um, so let's talk about outside of our own teams here, the team you're most interested to watch this season or for the rest of these nine, 10 games. I'm going to go first so no one steals mine. I'm going to say Leicester, and we already kind of talked about why. Um, I want to see if they can actually get it across get it across the finish line. Ed's are, Ted's already mentioned about the, the fixtures. I think it's a big deal for them to finish in the Champions League because they are building something there, and they have a pretty good coach as much as it pains me to say it. Um, he is kind of part, partial to an Alan, Alan Partridge moment, but he is – um, I think a really good man manager and good coach in, in general. So if they can make the if they can make the Champions League this year, I think they're going to be in a really good spot moving forward. Um, so I'm really excited to see what happens outside of outside of Arsenal. Um, so they're my guys. So let's go, Ted. Who do you got? I've made my love affair for Sheffield United very very clear. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to see them play again. They only play, you know. 13, 14 players. So, I mean, having a bit of rest is in, is important. Team spirit seems to be uh, fairly high. Um, you know, and I think it's their one that I think could benefit from it or it could it could kick them. Because, I mean, they've got some games that I believe fit, fit them. You know, they've got Villa, Newcastle, United. It's that Old Trafford, though, so that could be a tough one. They've got Spurs at home, Burnley, Wolves at home, Chelsea at home. Leicester away. So they've got some games at home that I think will be important. Um, and I'm intrigued to see how they come out of, uh, you know, a three months shutdown. Gotcha. Lewis, who's your, who's your team? Sheffield United is my, my, my choice just to see if they can keep their, their run going. But um, I'll go with Spurs. You know, I love them. They're, they're, they're my favourite side. <laughs> no, really, it's because they were imploding before the break. Mourinho being like the real leader that he is continued the implosion during the break. And I'm really just hoping it leads to like a <laughs> atomic bomb level explosion at the end. Um, so yeah, I just want to see them crash and burn really. I'm super interested to see how they do fixture wise because they had a lot of home games coming up. Um, and obviously with no fans, we've already seen the Bundesliga how, I think actually an away win is actually the most uh, repeated result in the Bundesliga this season so far, and is in the, at post COVID. So I think they're going to struggle in a stadium that's built for an actual situation for um, like acoustics, fan noise, and something like that. So I could like for example the North London derby. I I almost I definitely fancy Arsenal in that one at this point because usually we would shit our pants in that picture, <laughs> but. Um, uh, in this one, this way, like we we're pretty used to playing in front of quiet fans, and so no fans is probably a bonus in this situation. They've got five of their last um, five of their last nine are at home. Yeah, so let's just see them free fall out. That'd be great. Let's see them finishing ten <laughs> for sure. I don't think anyone here would oppose. <laughs> Not an easy finish. Not yeah, an easy no. finish for Spurs. United, yeah, United, good, good West Ham, okay. Sheffield United, Everton, Bournemouth, Arsenal, Newcastle, Leicester, Palace. Well, yeah, so a lot of a lot of, a lot of teams trying to fight out a relegation or head to head against against uh, European places. Okay. Garbs, what do you got, big guy? I'm going with. I don't know. I think I think this needs to be adopted as my secondary team. Um, I'm going Bournemouth. Um, big Eddie Howe fan. I've said it on here many many times. I I want to see them stay up. That's that answer kind of goes along with some of our other questions we've asked in the past, like teams you want to see stay up versus go down. I, I really want them to stay up. I think I think the bottom race is going to be the race to watch, and so that's the team I'm taking. Gotcha. That links pretty well to our next kind of segment about managing the hot seat. Do I'll just put it to you, Garbs, first. Do you think Eddie Howe is in the hot seat if they get relegated? I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, to see another bigger side pick him up. 
mm-hmm. before he has been. So he's been there quite a while. I know, and he's been linked to he's been linked to the Arsenal job quite a bit um, in some bigger teams. So I can almost see a mutual parting of the ways if if that if they do go down. I don't know what you, Ted. I know you're a big Bournemouth fan too. What do you think? Yeah, I like I like Bournemouth. You know, I think he's I think Eddie Howe has been doing a fantastic job on honestly somewhat of a shoestring. Um, so I think if he was to get let go, which we don't, I think if he was, it would be a, a salary decision more than a performance decision. Um, I think they'll probably keep him on. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine, <laughs> my hot seat, David Moyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got him on. Yeah. So let me, let me actually, let me, let's pause real quick. I, I actually have a list of managers I think are on the hot seat. So I got Eddie Howe, David Moyes, Potter, Dean Smith, Steve Bruce, for obvious reasons, and we can get yeah. Into that's that later. who. That's like, who I picked. If we were going to go through that that way, <laughs> no, yeah. We, so you guys, yeah, you guys, you guys can talk. You guys can talk uh, about the ones you picked, and then I have uh, Mourinho <laughs> as well, just because what the fuck, why not? Um, so yeah, so go ahead. And you can talk about talk about David Moyes. Yeah, I, th- I think David Moyes is sitting at twenty seven points. You know, twenty nine games played. We got nine to go. As a three-way tie for twenty-seven, so they're they're at sixteenth place on goal difference. He's just been just been hired. They've had a lot of managers, and uh, you know he was an interesting choice, I think, for everybody anyway. Um, so, so then mm-hmm. to see see him come in, and if you think if they get relegated, he's uh, I think that's all she wrote to be honest, because they've got such a high wage bill already. Um, Slightly mismanaged from the top, you know. The fans aren't happy with uh, with the with the owner. Um, obviously, they moved from Upton Park, you know, Berlin Ground, to uh, out there in Dartford to the Olympic Stadium, which is just two completely different atmospheres. Where I think kind of alienated the fans to begin with. So, yeah, I can't see him being patient with him if uh, you know if they go two for nine these last nine games and end up going down. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of, in some ways, feel bad for Moisey because he took a lot of stick for the United job, which I'm not 100% sure was totally his fault. I think they kind of left him in a bad situation, but I think he's going to wear it from West Ham fans no matter what if they do go down. Um, Great. Because that's that's just the way their fans yeah. are. Um, have you have you heard what he's been doing? In the yeah, video? he was like delivering, delivering he, food, isn't he? Like green roasted type stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's been he's been like yeah delivering food to like senior citizens and stuff like that that can't get out and go about. So he's definitely like a good dude. It just I don't know. I think Everton was probably his ceiling, and then he just didn't really go from there anywhere. Tough fixtures. So, they got some tough tough fixtures. Yeah, I know that them specifically are like odds on pretty heavily to, to get the way it's working out though. And I love it when the Premier League just ends up being this way is we've got a lot of teams playing each other in the running where the games mean something, regardless whether one of them's safe, one of them's not. So it's not going to be, I don't think, any games that are just like you know, stick them on the old FIFA simulate and see what happens. You know, I think everybody's going to be going to be going yeah. for it because I mean, West Ham, Wolves, Spurs, Chelsea, Newcastle, Burnley. And then they get to the bottom of it where they play Norwich, Watford, United and Villa to finish it off. So, I mean, they've got – that's a tough running. Yeah, the only thing I would say to caveat that is usually you look at it right at this point in the season like, oh, this is going to be a great running. And then a couple teams like blow it pretty early and then they do kind of turn into dead rummers. Um, so, we'll see what happens. But right now, betting odds-wise, Norwich – Obviously, the leader in the clubhouse to go down, and I think they're pretty much relegated. Yeah. Villa next, Bournemouth, West Ham, Watford, Brighton, which is interesting. I think like that could easily change by next week. So we'll see what happens with them. Um, so Brucey was going to be yours, Garbs, huh? Yeah, that was going to be mine. I just think with the takeover, and I saw them linked with Coutinho today. I think I sent it to the group. Um, if they're going to be bringing in players and overhauling the system i think they're going to go get a good manager not saying steve bruce isn't a good manager but they're going to go after one of the high profile names i mean that just seems yeah, to make I sense know, Allegri, right yeah allegri has been already like pretty much heavily linked to the yep. job so which should be if bruce is kind of like a calamity figure in some ways for so, sure but 
he's yeah again kind of you know he's a good dude he just like kind of bumbles through through it uh, but he was an he was an amazing player for sure so um, I never saw him in person or live obviously but everyone says he was pretty amazing um so I was trying to was, avoid the bottom of the table because I feel like it was there's a lot of them there. Uh, I'm going to go with Ollie at the wheel uh, because yeah. if he if he steers that wheel yes. out of Europe, yes. then I think they will be slightly <laughs> annoyed, um, especially when you consider the wage bill and Pogba and all these supposed stars they have. I think if he falls out of the top six, then he might deserve to go. I think, yeah, I think if they don't get Champions League, he should definitely be out. Um, if you think about the, the the managers that are available or the way mm-hmm. United spend money, they could easily prize, like God forbid, Nagelsmann or somebody like that away from a from a decent team. Yeah, I'd be I'd be I wouldn't be shocked to see him leave if they finish like sixth or seventh, which is totally possible. Um, but hey, <laughs> they do have Ed Woodward running the show, so who knows at this point? <laughs> um, I'm gonna just throw Mourinho out there, my big man, because I. Well, I do want him to continue to tank that uh, that team into oblivion. Um, I'm really interested to see if if they don't, if he doesn't leave, what this summer is going to be like for them. They just borrowed is it one billion, one point five billion to pay for a lot of financial situation because they were depending on they just bought a new they just built a new stadium. They're depending on a lot of money coming in from revenue, and that's obviously not going to happen. So. That'll be interesting. And Mourinho typically likes big name signings this first season, first summer transfer. So he could be in for some real problems. He's already thrown like four of his players under the bus. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what happens with them for sure. But if he continues burning them into the ground, like I think we've all said before, they're probably the perfect match because we can all hate him and Tottenham <laughs> at the same time. And it's like perfect. So. I've learned I've in the weirdest <laughs> way. I missed him so much when he wasn't in the league. Like his Sky Sports videos were brilliant, but like he is just the perfect person to hate. Like you can't make it any more perfect. Like the perfect villain. He's necessary though, and I'm glad he's back. So like I I hope he doesn't get sacked because I I wanna see year I wanna see year three Mourinho at at, he's he's almost starting he's almost (laughs) starting year three and year one with Spurs though, which is just awesome. Yeah, I think he's like I think he's already like through year yeah. two right now. So next year would be <laughs> yeah, year for three. sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think the other good thing is like everyone now knows his shtick too. So like the the media don't buy into all the the BS anymore. They just see him being like a complete absolute grump, which is fine with me because then it just makes it even better to watch to watch it go. Like the Mourinho out hashtags were going pretty strong like a couple weeks before COVID for from the Tottenham fans. So. Exciting stuff to see from if you're an Arsenal fan or just you know anyone else that's not Tottenham fan, which is a lot of people. Anyway, sorry get sorry again for our listeners that you know we told you we wouldn't harp on them, but that's not really gonna happen. So, uh, here we are. Uh, come back next. Yeah. Come back next week to see what see if we avoid it. Yeah, maybe you guys will win a game. We'll have to talk nicely about you. But anyway, um, let's take a break there, and uh, we'll get into the second half. Okay, welcome to the second half of the pod. Okay, we're, so, all right, so we're going to do, I'm going to pick five games every week, five matches every match week, and the rules of the game are, well, Ted, explain that real quick again. Yeah, so, um, between, so if you pick the winner, you get a point. If you pick... The winner and the score, four total points. So three points to get the score right. So obviously it's a bit, bit of a tougher guess, but um, four points on, on offer for each game. Okay. So we have City Arsenal as the first fixture because three of us are definitely going to be engaged with that. And that's at Wednesday, 6.17 on at 3.15 p.m. So the June 17th. Uh, Garbs, what's your score prediction? I want to change it now that we're keeping yeah, do track. It, do it. It's fine. No one. No one... All right. I'll go. I'll go. Four two city. Oh, okay. I forgot what Lewis. I said, but I think I went three two three. Yeah, yeah that's three two Arsenal. 
Aubameyang hat trick. You I think get I just win the whole thing that at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then regret I didn't put money on it. it well, the, I was going to say the worst is going to be if you get it right and then you don't bet on it actually in real life. Um, Ted, you went 1-1 draw on this? 1-0 draw, yeah. So that's what I'm, uh, I'm going with. That's a loss. All right, Sisson's going. Sisson's going. To, <laughs> Sisson's going two zero Arsenal. Uh, yeah, because he's crazy. Uh, if if re if save Arsenal win and Liverpool win, is that title over? Yes. No? Yeah, if Arsenal win, Liverpool win, then that's uh, us winning the title yeah. at Goodison Park. So if City just wants to forfeit the nice. game, I'd take it. Yeah. <laughs> The ever like liver everything might melt down if that happens. Um, all right, next fixture I'm gonna go with. Well, we'll go. We already talked about Liverpool, uh, Everton. So, Ted, what are you going with? Two one. Uh, Everton, <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, with a, with a, with a bonus point for a near, for a <laughs> uh, a near post Pickford nightmare. Near post Pickford nightmare. Okay, I just I literally just wrote that down. Okay. <laughs> uh, Garbs, what do you get? One one. One one. Okay. I had to get Ted back for what he had on mine. So. <laughs> That's fair play. Three one. What you Liverpool. got, Lewis? Okay, I'm gonna go. I think I might go four four one Liverpool. Oof. Okay. Yeah, eh, it is what it is. I don't think Everton are actually that good. Um, <laughs> you just you just got prices right there with for the three one. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Um, all right, next fixture for this one. Let's go Spurs. Um, Spurs and uh, United. That game is sorry um, at at Spurs Friday at three fifteen. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Yep. So we got games to. We got games Wednesday, Friday. We're good. So who are we going with? Um, Ted, who's your who's your shot? Oh, I'm gonna go. This is a tough one for me. I don't like either of them. Who does? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Spurs two one. Get out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you have you have just been next. Just, just, just become the top three. Just <laughs> become the top three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two two. All right, uh, Lewis, who you got? Two two. Okay. Damn, you can do it that's too. What I was thinking. You, you can, can do, do the same can, thing. Yeah, it's not, against there's, it. There's there's no rules. There's, I can't point. though. I can't though. It's a personal thing. <laughs> okay. I'll go. I'll go two one United. Okay, two one United for Garbs. Hates me to, Ooh, like it I wish me I could change that, mine but... to nil, nil, nil. Because imagine how much of a bus Mourinho That's... is going to park against his <laughs> old team. <laughs> That's so that literally before you even said that was going to be mine. So I'm going to go nil, nil, triple, uh, triple decker bus. <laughs> Just because um, it's also like very. I don't want to even say it anyway. So all right, so that's three. We've got. I'm going to do. Ooh. Oh, I've got. This is a good one. You've got to pick a basement dweller. Yeah. Uh, Go for it. I think Bournemouth Palace. Talk a lot about Bournemouth. Bournemouth Palace is a nightcap for us anyway in the in the US Ooh. on Saturday night. Okay. And that gives us that's a game. A good each, one. That's it. That's it. That's a tough. That's a yep. tough one. Okay. Uh, let's uh, start with you, Lewis. Two nil Palace. Nice. Oof. Okay. You can see that. Uh, all right, Ted. Three, two, shootout, Bournemouth. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. At, it's, 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 it's at the vitality. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> no yeah, but that, that, that means that means that just means a little dog running across the advertising hoardings is, is at home. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh God! Hashtag vitality. Please sponsor us. Next, next one. Next yeah. one. Garbs, who do you got? I'll go Zaha late winner two one Palace. Okay, I'm gonna go one nil Palace. Okay, um, and then the I last picked against fix- my team that I want to watch. Yeah, I know. 
Oh, I, I, I really stayed true to the cause, Gobs. You know. I know you did. You did. I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna pick this one. I'm gonna go Villa Chelsea. No, no, never mind. That's a terrible game to to, to pick. I'm gonna go Leicester Watford. Seven thirty Saturday Saturday morning first one. Villa Watford. You said. No, Leicester Watford. Leicester Watford. Sorry, um, You're fine. Are you going first on that one then? Your choice. I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go one nil Watford. Ooh. A big Troy D. I want to get the cats. The cats scatter. Yeah, dude, can you, you you know yeah. he's gonna score. You know. And then talk score. about cojones. So, penalty. Okay. Uh, It'll be a penalty. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, hey, you guys can you guys can put these uh these predictions in your little your score line. So go ahead. Go Let's one go with you. Draw. Who Delafeu scores if he's fit. Oh no, I don't think okay. so. He's up in the ACL. Well, ACL. That'd be the world's quickest. I'm the world's <laughs> quickest comeback. Ismail Assar scores then. Don't put. Don't replacement. <laughs> go for it. All right. What do you got? Um, what do you got, Ted? I mean, I've, you, you got you got to go Leicester in here. I think. I think. That, well, clearly not two of yeah, us. Yeah, that's what I mean. Some Lester. of us has to have a brain, and so Leicester's going to win probably two 0 Two 0 Okay. And Garbs, what do you got? Three one Leicester. I did I'm say at. one one right. one one draw. Okay. Yeah, one one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. So let's get into the U.S. men's national team section. Mr. Lewis, take it away. All right. Yeah. So. Uh... I'm going to pick a few players that people know of. There's a lot of uh, fringe men's national team players in the Bundesliga, so I didn't go through them all. But uh, I'll start with Tyler Adams for Leipzig. Last game, 1-1 with Paderborn. Uh, Adams played the full 90 minutes at central midfield. Player rating of 6.8 by uh, FopMob, which I like as an app. Um, so <laughs> so 6.8 is pretty, pretty decent. Uh, most uh, tackles won in the match of all players, and most duels won. Uh, which for a central midfielder is obviously pretty good. Uh, so things are looking up for him there. I think usually he, he, he's been playing wide. So the, the fact he played centrally yep. is interesting. And the fact that he did well well there is, uh, might be some, something to watch moving forward. Um, in the wolfsburg Werder bremen game, it was uh, American versus American. Uh, Josh Sargent up front for Bremen and John Brooks. Centre-back for Wolfs, Wolfsburg. Uh, John Brooks got the best of it. Brooks played 90 minutes. Player, player rating of 7.3. Most tackles won of any player in the match. So okay, Brooksy. Impressive. Uh, Josh Sargent, as you can imagine, if Brooks was very good and didn't allow much, Josh Sargent was not. Um, he played 76 minutes. Uh, player rating of 5.7. One shot on goal the entire game. Uh, not great. Um, unfortunately, no. I like him. I think he's got some potential, but uh, he just has to prove it. Uh, Timmy Chandler for Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt lost 2 0 to Mainz. Uh, Chandler came on as a sub in the 46th minute, central mid- midfield. Play rating of 5.5. Pass success rating. Uh, a percentage of 55%, zero tackles won, one dual one, and zero interceptions. So I'm not sure what old Timmy did during that, that where, game. Where'd they play him? Played the, him in central midfield? I, no wonder. Said. I don't that know that's true. That, that can't be true. He was the most technically average right back I've ever seen. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they played him as a holding mid? I don't know. Uh, but even w- even as a right back, zero tackles in a whole half of football. Let me. So if he came on in the forties, if he came on at halftime, maybe right. somebody was injured and he had to. So I've been googling these three players just to like just catch their ages, and Google says related to Timothy Chandler, Josh Sargent, and uh, Tyler Adams, and it gives me Jaden Sancho, <laughs> Timo Timo Werner, Alfonso Davies, Kylian Mbappe. And Kristen Pulisic. I'm like, no, these don't, these aren't related to either any of these players. <laughs> One thing right. is not like the other. So the, algorithm, like, the algorithm needs touching up. 
yeah, <laughs> specifically. Maybe they're just giving some sort of bias to the men's national team. Anyway, go ahead. A couple quick ones. Uh, Weston McKinney did not make the squad uh, for Schalke against Union Berlin. Uh, mm-hmm. Did not appear to be injured. And that's even with the extra subs that they get. So that's something interesting to look out for. I couldn't find why he didn't make the, make, make the uh, team. Because Schalke have sacked it. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about manager on the hot seat, mm-hmm. that guy. And I think he just hasn't yeah. played well lately at all. So, um, that they, they finally they scored a goal. First goal in like four months. Good job, yep. guys. Yeah, and that's the end. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, we got the most promising one to go yet. Uh, Gio Reyna came on mm. as a sixty-eighth oh, minute I'm sub. And in a Dortmund 1-0 win against Hertha Berlin, he played as a number 10. Uh, 100% pass accuracy, no assists, no shots, no chances created. So that's not a great sequence of events. Uh, play rating is 6.2. So not, not awful, not, not great. But good to see him coming back after he got injured uh, in the preseason or pregame warm-ups a couple games ago. Um, yeah. Last but not least, Zach Steffen still out injured didn't make the squad for Dusseldorf. Uh, it's a shame because I think he's actually a good goalkeeper. I know Garbs probably has uh, reason to keep track of him. But that that wraps yep. up the men's national team highlights. Not the most positive round, but a few decent performances there. I mean, if you go through those, if you go through those six or seven guys, I mean, if, I feel like if you're a U.S. men's national team, you're hoping four or five of those guys could develop. I mean, Brooksy's old mm-hmm. at this point, but still useful. But you're hoping like McKinney, Tyler Adams, Reyna. Josh, Sar- Josh Sargent, Reyna, and Stefan could hopefully develop into like a pretty solid spine for those guys. Exactly. Um, so well, we'll there also, there's, also, mean, there's also stages to it, isn't there? Like, Yeah, for sure. We're not, we're not looking for the national team to go and you know, compete to win the next World Cup. That's not that's no. not feasible. But wait, 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 but... hold on. We're not. Are you sure? <laughs> but but we're not, but we but we're. Looking... Um, nobody told me <laughs> that. We're, this is even we're, we're looking for him to actually compete and dominate the world's worst region. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's where. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A... No Concacaf slander. Yeah. What here. about the Asia Pacific, bro? Don't don't Tonga. Come on, brother. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've I've seen some performances that would make me question Tom. <laughs> um, but uh, no, if you're looking at that from that standpoint, like Josh Sargent can score, he can score goals against Trinidad and St Vincent and all those sorts of things. I think the where you're looking for him to get the experience, which you know he's kind of a bit part player, you know where he is, and then obviously Rayner, I think, is probably the brightest. In my opinion, the brightest US prospect at the minute is due to the age in which he's getting a, a chance at a good team. You know what I mean? So, looking at those, we've got to try and develop those kids to whereas they can do this against Mexico and the teams like Costa Rica, Panama, those teams that end up causing us problems. So, I think, end of the day, all these kids are getting good experience to help play or weigh legs in CONCACAF qualifying. Honestly, what we're doing here, aren't we? I think that's the big thing is like the US doesn't really have a struggle outside of Mexico at home. Well maybe last maybe last hex. Last uh, hex. Maybe last hex. Historically you go to Trinidad and Tobago, you go to Honduras. Those are like those are the games where we really like drop points and usually and that was what killed us last time was the what did we lose to Trinidad and Tobago and drew against Honduras or lost so like those are the like you said, we have to be able to dominate those teams home and away. So we we brought up Pulisic earlier. I think he's got to get the hell out of Chelsea at this point because they're already making moves to fill in every spot in front of them. But no, I don't disagree. I, I don't know where I don't know where he goes from here. To be honest with you, I hope not the MLS. It's not like he. It's not like he's been bad for him outside of the injury. Yeah, no, I know. I just I feel like the injury killed him, and he's. I I don't think him and Frank kind of jive too well there. Maybe I don't know, but I mean, if you're high, if they're they're signing Werner and uh, Zayek. Zayek, yeah, like Zayek. that's a big one. Is Zayek? Mm-hmm. I feel like so. That's a that's I don't, I don't think he goes back to the MLS. He's too good to go back to the MLS unless he pulls a Michael Bradley or whatever. And we can I can. I think also, I mean I think there'd be other teams 
I think that there'd be other teams in the Premier League who would be I'm all sure, I'd, I'd take him at Arsenal in two seconds. I think but... this, the problem is going to be that you know, Chelsea paid a good amount for him. And then he's not, you know, he's yep. started off with some promise, but he's not really done a whole lot. And so th- they're going to want to get what they paid for him back. And you have to think who in this current situation has that money and will be willing to spend that money on a player that hasn't proven it in the Premier League yet. I think it's going to be limited. Think, do you think he was signed by Sarri or he was signed by like, as the Chelsea hier- like hierarchy signed him just because they wanted to have an American? and Or do you think it was... I think that was a business yeah. decision yeah. too. You know That's what, what I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out because I don't, I, I don't I know if he... Yeah, I don't think it was like a Sarri situation particularly because they probably knew Frank was coming in anyway at that point because Sarri was pretty much... I've got this figured out. It's my answer for every time we try and figure out who's going to buy a player. New, Newcastle. <laughs> True. Probably. True. He's going to basically follow the Santiago Munez uh, goal goal series. <laughs> I, I could yeah. actually see that happening. Seriously, yeah. yeah. I, I, I said it. And then nice. you get an entire large exactly. part of American fan base that's going to be, be Newcastle. Big for them. Dude, him, and John, him and Big John just tearing shit up up there. I love it. Let's go. I said at the time though, sixty mil for him when they bought him. Crazy. I couldn't. Be- I couldn't believe what I was reading, based upon what what he'd done. Even in, even in the inflated market that he was bought with him, it's it was it was it was crazy money, you know. And I think now you look at now they're spending even crazier money, like team in, 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 in his in his positions. In a, yeah, in an environment too that like most people thought wasn't going to be a big spending transfer market at least originally which is interesting i still think i don't know about you listening to other pods like people still think it's going to be a pretty quiet summer i'm like well chelsea just went out and blew like 100 some mil easy two seconds so i don't think it doesn't i don't think i think the big teams are going to get get what like we you talk i think we've talked about before like big teams are going to get richer and then the, the smaller teams are going to get 100 percent, 100 percent. like the, the premier league just went out for a night out and uh Chelsea brought out the flame and Dr Peppers. It's it's about to kick off. I think. I think we're about to. Yeah. Uh, we're, about, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're about to get rolling a little bit in a, in a way that could be. Uh, again, I think it's going to be the haves and the have-nots. You know, I don't think Liverpool will spend. I'll be very honest. I don't think they're gonna. I think he's. The business plan is is to not not do that. You know, I think they're going to try think, and aim on you. Do you think Timo? Do you think Timo Werner was? A business decision. It sounds sound sounding a lot that way. I think so. You know, I think also looking at him like. There's some rumours going around in in Germany as well about some kind of, which I think is just completely comical, some sort of like nervous disposition apparently. Um, but those are the rumours that he, he doesn't do well in front of like in big occasions is apparently one of these big rumours, which whatever, who knows if that's true. But I, I think it's more you're looking at him and I think it's as much a decision from Werner himself as it was Liverpool because Werner looks at it now and I think he would probably wanted guarantees he was going to play X amount of minutes next season. Yeah. And if you're Jurgen Klopp and you're looking at your front three and you're looking at Ox potentially having some, to be fair, some more Premier League experience, which is going to be a change from the Bundesliga, I don't think they were able to guarantee him the minutes he wanted. He's not going to yeah, sit that's... down Mo Salah or Firmino or any of those, those players for... For 55 mil and I think he's if it was a year away you know, I think if this was next year and you're looking at Firmino, Salah and Mane you know 28, 29 and 28 whatever it is I think at that point it becomes quite feasible but I think at this point I think he probably made as much of a decision as Liverpool did it's my theory yeah well I mean if the Traore rumours are true I mean he's not going to be cheap either to get from a Premier League club to go to another Premier League club so I don't think I don't think it's true to be honest, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we make a single signing over over twenty million. That's there's there's my uh, there's my prediction. If we do, I'll be very, I'll be happy because it means if we probably broke the bank in a kind of a Van Dyke type pers- type purchase where we've gone big for a, a proper reason. But I I don't think we will. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I think. I think there's going to be. I think we might actually be the busiest summer that we've seen in a long time at this point, just because people got to get their their business done quick. Because the the turnaround between this season and next season is going to be real, real tight. Um, really so. quick. And it's, I know we've we've bombed on from the uh, U.S. Men's National Team, but did anybody no, see it's fine. today? It's a, good, it's a good conversation. It's a good did conversation. Any, yeah. anybody see today that uh, Bournemouth have signed th- like three to four players on um, 
kind of nine or seven to eight week contract extensions who were supposed to run out. Hmm. Um, okay. One of them who has supposedly not going to sign for the next seven to eight weeks, Mr. Fraser is not going to sign oh, the yeah. extension. Oof. So he's going to kind of protect, protect himself for his next really? move would be the optics of that anyway, whether it's his real intentions or not. I don't want to judge him, well, I mean, but that would be the optics. It's, it's an interesting thing because there's going to be a ton of muscle injuries coming up here in the next month and a half. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You're asking a bunch of players to go from essentially a preseason with games like Arsenal played against Brentford today, but like we had a pretty quick turnaround time. And then from there to turn around and play at another team season, like you're asking some players to maybe, you know, you, you could easily rip a groin and be out for six to eight weeks or whatever. And then that could definitely impact your transfer value. So oh, without doubt, sure. there's, there's a lad at Charlton did it. Yeah. Um, right. They're, they're leading scorer, mean, didn't he? Yeah, so you're you're looking at, you know, you're looking at some. I could definitely see it's almost like the college football sit out the bowl game situation yep. kind of thing. Um, yeah, interested to see David Louise, our our favorite <laughs> defender. Um, yeah, similar 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 situation where we actually he had a one year trigger that we had to basically enact in like I think it was in March. And this is that peak COVID stuff, so we didn't enact it. Now they're kind of in limbo with that. But that's a shame. Yeah. Hey, I mean, look, I'll be the one guy in the top four who will fight for big, big, big David. But everyone else hates him, so it is what it is. But <laughs> I think he, you talk about Martinelli. I think he's a good leader in the clubhouse, and Martinelli definitely looks up to him, and a couple other younger players too. But anyway, that that uh, if anyone else wants to throw in about the transfer window, real quick before we get into trivia, feel free. No, I think you summed yeah. it up well. Okay. All right, cool. All right, let's get into the last bit trivia section. We're going to do this as a U.S. Men's National Team edition to parlay into oh, Lewis's God. segment. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm going to shamelessly basically steal what the football ramble does. But, I mean, it's – I mean, if you're doing trivia, it basically is what trivia is. Um, so, I am – this is a U.S. Men's National Team player. Um, I'm going to basically give you some facts about the player. You can jump in at any time. Just make sure you say stop so I don't keep reading the clues. Um, each person gets one guess per clue. If you don't have anything and it gets too long, I'll just move on to the next one. So this is definitely, by the way, somebody you guys know. I'm not picking like some random clown from 1957. So just so you know. Uh, all right. You guys ready? Yep. All right. I was born May 24th, 1982. Do you need me to give you the math on how old that means this person is? Sadly, no. I'm struggling. Okay. Well, <laughs> Garbs is concussed, so we'll give him the we'll give him 30, 38, 38 years Clint, old Garbs. Stop. Okay. Clint Dempsey. Yep. Oh, Incorrect. And, I, and I'm out. Ooh. Bummer. <laughs> He, he, is, he is an, eight, he is no, an 82, no. though. He is an 82. I, I thought the age was you, right. Oh, don't be, don't be Googling over there, Ted. I don't need to. He's an 82. Yeah, he's no an, phone's allowed. He's here. an 82 because he played at Furman. It's next one. Oh, got you. Um, yeah, you can – by the way, Lewis, you can keep guessing each new clue. All right. Uh, I played for teams in Germany, the U.S., and Mexico. Marcus Paisley. God damn it. <laughs> Wait, this is no, 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 no. Is that right? It's, yeah, it is right. <laughs> it's actually not right because this is like Jeopardy. What is you meant to say? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was no stop there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ted, you've been right. kicked out. <laughs> Man, right, well, one of you idiots uh... get it then. <laughs> Clint Dempsey. No. All right. It's not going. To... All right, I'll give you I, – I, I was going to prepare a backup in case you got that, but I thought that was going to be an easier or harder one to get. All right, let me uh, – I have his city jersey. I was waiting for that. That was going to be the final clue because I knew you'd get it at that point. But anyway, the rest of the clues were played for Bruce Arena, Bob Bradley, Klinsman, Hiddink, and Komen. <laughs> he has he has 126 caps, scoring 17 goals. He's like I think he's one of the highest cap players for the men's national team. And list of honors include the legend. Yeah, list of honors include Lamar U.S. Open Cup three times, Eredivisie title two times, Scottish Premier League two times, and the Concacaf Gold Cup four times. And playing I mean, in the World Cup at like 132 pounds. Yeah. Yes, 100. percent 
and played for Manchester City in the 2006-7 season, scoring four goals. Yeah. So, uh, whatever. I don't want to. I don't. I was going to try to do Jaden Merritt, but well, that's a good one, lazy. by the way. Oh yeah, yeah I'm too lazy. Like, I, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty hurt after two two clues. You got it. <laughs> I would have had to come up with some like random stuff. Jaden Merritt. He's he's had a good career from where he started. Definitely, so. Wisconsin boy, wasn't he? Yep, he played at University of Illinois Chicago, but he was born in uh, Wisconsin. Yep. Green Bay, of course. And there. Yeah, I always see him tweeting about the. He tweets about the Packers quite often. I don't. I think I dropped the follow from him a little while ago. Yes. He joined, started North Northwood, seventh year side, priest, and then played for Watford, got found, and then Vancouver, and he played in the U.S. World's Cup, uh, World Cup. So pretty good, good, yeah. good for him, man. Fat play to him. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, that's all I got, boys. 